Saving money is so, so, so easy, right? Everyone is told to save, but do you know why? And how much each year should you be saving for your future? There's a balancing act of trying to enjoy today, but at the same time, wanting to be financially independent. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of the Smarter Vet Podcast. We are back, and we're ready to give you what we believe is some direction in how you can change something that's very small today in order to reduce your stress and boost your mood as well as hopefully your wallet. Yeah. There's this question that commonly gets brought up. Well, actually, it's not commonly brought up. It's something that we believe that a lot of people are asking themselves. And today, what we're going to do is dive down a little bit more into that question of why save it all? That's interesting how you, you bring up people are asking themselves that question, but they're not saying it out loud. Yeah. Right? Because they, they live like they're not exactly sure how to save. And even if they knew how to save, they're not even exactly, they're, they're not saving right now because they don't know the purpose why. Right. Yeah, so many people are wondering why they should save. I mean, I know for the longest time, I always wondered why I should save. And when things are so far away, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just want to enjoy my life now. Right, because you're young. So you want to like, right. and, you got, and especially if you're young and you have a good income, it's like, it's even more kind of hard to, to be motivated to save because you're like, well, I don't have any health problems. I don't have any, you know, I don't have a house. I don't have to worry about a roof. I don't have, you know, but then as you get older, you start to, you start gaining some experience in life and realizing, oh, that's right. Nothing goes exactly the way that I, I planned it sometimes. That's so true. Well, for a lot of you that are thinking this question of like, why should I save it all? We typically save for two reasons. You know, the first side is we're saving to spend now or sometime in the future. And that's really wanting to make sure that life is able to continue moving forward on the day to day. And then there's also the, I want to make sure my future lifestyle at some point when I want to stop working, when I want to have that chance to stop working, well, I, I need to save for that too. So like, uh, so the savings, so the first one that you're saying is savings for like for my comfort, obviously, like there's a certain amount of money that I want to set aside so that if something like an emergency happens, I've at least got the cash to handle it. Right. right. And I'm not squeezed for cash. And I don't, and if I don't, you know, cause if I don't have the cash to absorb that particular thing in my lifestyle, then the next thing, next thing I know, I'm going to be going into debt. Right. So, so, true. so the first part you're saying, it's like, all right, unexpected events. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to buy something soon, like if I'm going to buy a home, I want to set aside the cash for that, right? I don't want to, I don't want to use that cash in some other way, or if I'm going to buy a car, or if I have some other type of big business decision, big financial decision that's coming up, then I got to make sure I have cash on hand for that. And then the second part, you're saying, all right, well, this, this other money over here is actually going to be specifically designated to grow my net worth so that my net worth can one day produce an income. Right. Yeah. And the, the saving to spend part of it all is the money that I'm keeping in, in the bank. It's the money that I can keep in my, my savings account. That's the funds that if I need anything right now, it's there. And then the right. future, it's, well, making sure I don't touch that money, that it's there for my, myself. The, the person looking at me in the future is saying, hey, are you making good decisions right now that I'm going to be able to have this chance to not work in the future? Yeah. Like, like me at 65, which is kind of a weird. Yeah. 
it's weird. Hey, could you could you just see yourself at sixty five looking at you and saying, "Man, CJ, you really messed up on your savings habits when you're <laughs> going throughout life, right?" I'd see myself at sixty five saying, "CJ, you really messed up on a lot of things." Right. <laughs> well, so like for all of you that are listening, like imagine this day you don't have to work anymore. Like just imagine that for one second. You hold on, like I don't I don't have to work. You're saying like I like I can I can still work if I want to. Right. Yeah, you can you can work if you want to, but you know that your bills are taken care of. You know that the things that you enjoy to do, you can do them and not having to worry about it. Every day pretty much feels like it's a Saturday. Saturdays are the best. I like Saturday. I mean, well, well, some some people work on Saturdays. Some so. people do work on Saturdays. Yeah, so maybe 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 Monday. Maybe it's like <laughs> it's like Monday for them, right? Right. Yeah. And well, this is commonly called, you know, retirement. And we refer to it as independence since you now have the complete freedom, like over what you want to do. And th- this whole thought process over the course of time is we want to people work their entire career to eventually just stop working. And there is a little bit more of like the thought process behind, well, could I progressively shift into that ability to, to stop working at some point? You no longer like have purpose, to worry like, about money. Like, like forever. Like forever. Like I know, like I can basically never work again in my life and my bills are paid and I can go have fun and do what, do what I want. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think that sounds pretty good. I mean, I I like the idea behind that. Like if I want to get up and, you know, record another podcast or go do something, or I just go decide to go take a plane somewhere and go on a trip. It's like, Hey, what am I going to do today? What's my adventure? (laughs) It's always a good thing, right? So then you have, but you got to do both, right? So we have to save for emergencies and the things that we know that are going to happen in the short term, but then we also have to save for that, for that long term, right? Because if I save, if I save $20,000 and then I spend it, spend $20,000 on a car, well, then I really didn't save anything, mm-hmm. right? It's like that, it's funny how that word can have two different meetings. Right. So our rule of thumb when it comes to spending is that you probably want to look at having about three months of expenses. We think the best position to be in is having somewhere between six to 12 months of expenses. So to give you an idea, if you make $100,000 and you know you live off of, let's say half of that after taxes and savings and all the other things come out, well, then you're really, your lifestyle requires about $50,000 a year. If you had half that, $25,000 in liquid savings, that's probably a good place to start unless you obviously have other types of planned expenses that you need to set aside money for that you know are coming up. Right. It really depends on your level of risk that you're willing to handle, like how much cash you want on hand before you say, okay, there's too much cash that I have. I need to put it towards my future or I need to use that to pay off my debt or whatever the case may be. Of course. Well, it's also being ready to pivot for those, those life's unknowns, like those uh-oh moments. Like, I don't have cash on hand. Some of you might sit here and be like, yeah, that's a lot. I don't need to keep that much. And then some of you might be like, that's not enough. There's this big gray area when it comes to it. Like, we always believe you should have a certain amount. But then if you also own a business, there's a whole other savings to spent that's meant for keeping the business moving forward. So like, how much money should I be keeping on hand versus money that's just kind of sitting there, you know, just hanging out, waving at you all day long, doing nothing. Right. Cause I guess, well, and some, some business owners have a certain amount of cash that they know that they're going to put towards something else. It's mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying, right? Of like course. there's, they're going to open up another location or whatever the case may be. They need to have, they need to make sure they have that cash on hand so that whenever they go to do that, they've got it. Right. Well, and let's take a moment to talk about how, how much people tend to save. And based on there's a, there's a thing online called the St. Louis Federal Reserve that will show you throughout the time of history how much people have saved and it's ebbed and flowed. Recent times, it's hit pretty high levels again. But normally, it's about 5% of their income. You know, at the peak in the 1980s, it was close to about 19%. Could you imagine 
19%. That's what most people were saving. In the I mean, it, it makes sense though. Cause I, back in the eighties, the interest rates were like really high. So, you know, it really motivated me to save because I knew that I could take a dollar and effectively mm -hmm. get 19 cents on it pretty easily. Right. Is there, I mean, it's very different today, obviously, but that would, I know that would motivate me if I could take money and turn it into more money really easy. That would motivate anybody to save more. Right. And, you know, of course, savings today, typically, if you are, you know, looking to save and keep money in, in your account, sometimes people will sit here and, well, the rates are so low, why would I keep them in my bank account? And they start looking for op other options for more interest. And it, it can tend to be a, a thing that will make us unmotivated to not want to save as much. And we tend to <clears throat> consume more of it and enjoy more of it instead. So. Right. When it comes to like really be able to get that growth that sometimes people are looking for, they have to take that risk to then invest it. And a lot of times people don't want to take the risk. Sometimes people have an absorbent amount of cash just sitting in the bank, not really doing much. So understanding like as we we're going back earlier, it's like, well, am I saving money to spend it? Am I saving money for the future? So like that really helps people understand what I should that. be doing from a risk standpoint. So we believe that one of the main reasons why the savings rate is so small is also because people aren't fully aware of how their savings can actually work for them. People find it hard to save. A lot of the times, even alone trying to save at a high level because they don't have boundaries around their cash flow. They're not exactly sure how to manage their day-to-day -day financial decisions enough so that they have that capability of building up savings strategically over time. So some, you know, it, a lot of people will try to save their bonus. Mm -hmm. I think of people get big bonuses and they have somewhat of a consistent income. They have their salary, they live on their salary, and then they rely on their bonuses to save. But then whenever that bonus doesn't come in as high, now we've got all pro you know, it comes, it comes an issue because right. I was depending on that for my savings. I was depending on that to put in my emergency account or I was depending on that to help me buy that car that I need. And now if that bonus doesn't come in right because the coronavirus or whatever the case happened, now I'm experiencing a setback because of something I couldn't control. How do I create boundaries around my cash flow as a, as a person, as an individual? And you know, it comes to the concept of even today, like on the roads, if you're driving somewhere, there's gonna be street signs, there's gonna be stoplights, there's gonna be lines on the road. There are different things that we have to follow. And I get on the road, but no one ever tells us how to manage our cash flow in the same way, how to manage our incomes in the same way. And I know my daughter loves, loves, loves the bumpers when she goes bowling. I mean, that's like her favorite part. She loves to put the bumpers on because you, you never, you know, she never uh, goes in the gutter. It's always going to hit a pin, right? And a pin is a win to her. And so if I can create Bumpers. some sort of bumper mm -hmm. in my cash flow, in my in my day to day cash flow management, if I can create some bumpers to make sure that I'm always saving, no matter what, that would really help me be successful. Yeah, keep the ball out of the gutter. Maybe you can make sure you have no gutter balls, right? I never like when I bowl a gutter ball, especially right. if I'm if I'm playing anyone like my daughter. My daughter's super competitive too, so she what's like when to... you when you throw the ball and of course it curves and it's about to hit the pins and all of a sudden it drops in the gutter at the very end. Oh man, that's the so worst. <laughs> that's the worst because you're like the entire time it's like you had so much hope, yeah. you had so much hope, and then it just goes down the just toilet. the gutter. If you found saving to be hard, there might be a few different reasons. First one is I'm not sure on how much to save. So like if you're not aiming at anything, you're most likely going to hit it every time. You know, almost like playing darts in the dark. You're trying to hit the, the, the bullseye. You're not going to be able to see it very well. The second one is spending too much, maybe having too many expenses. 
So there are some of you that have healthy incomes. There's a certain amount of cash flow that you are bringing in. And there are things like, of course, your debt. But then we all have our vices of buying potentially unnecessary things. We like to enjoy Starbucks on our morning commute to Whoa, whoa, to the, whoa. You just, said, you just said unnecessary things. Uh-huh. Why do you, you got to throw Starbucks in, the, in that category? Well, there's this, always this big argument where it's like, well, I could have just made some coffee at home and saved a lot of money doing that too. So, I mean, but like, what? Okay. I mean, I love, I love it a latte, just like I, I believe you do Ayo. too. So, uh, but at the same time, it's not even just, it's if you are, look, if you are spending too much, then you have too many expenses. Like, how do you know where to make adjustments? Like, where do you actually go to make sure that you are prioritizing and making sure things that are important to you, you're being able to focus on them. The third thing we typically see is when you, when you go to start saving something, it means you have to give up something else. Basically, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. You're putting yourself in this position where if I, I could go out to eat, but instead I'm deciding to save money. I'm having to give up going out to eat. Or if I wanted to buy that new shirt, but instead I'm not buying the new shirt, I'm saving the money. Like Those are things that you have to take into consideration. You know, and the last one that we're thinking of is you know, you have enough income to save, but maybe you're not fully motivated. And it goes back to where, why do we save at all? We'll tend to consume it now and get what we want at the moment. And I always struggle myself. And I know CJ, you and I, uh, we, we always look at it. We're trying to figure out our, our goals, what we want to accomplish, and then what are our rewards. But instead of it, we've gotten so much into the, the generation of, um, I, I have the means to do it. Let me just go buy it. I don't know if you've had that experience yourself, but I tend to <laughs> I mean, I tend it's to so run hard. It so, I mean, it, it is very hard whenever you can literally go out and get whatever you want. And I know we talked about this where we, in a recent podcast that we did, we started saying, okay, I want this thing, but I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to buy it unless I do something else. Like there's, there's something else I have to accomplish, whether it be a savings goal, whether it be a business goal, whether it be a personal goal, even a habit goal, like uh, Michael Hyatt calls them habit goals, where you're trying to create a habit of something that you do every day. Like once you create those accomplishments, once you have those accomplishments, then now you're, you're giving yourself the ability to have that reward, that thing that you didn't buy, even though you had the means to, you just decided not to for the sake of making yourself earn it. There's, a, there's another thing that I think I'm going to throw in here real quick. I think we've had a lot of conversations with people where they are saving, they're doing things to save pennies in some areas of their lives. And then in other areas, they end up spending dollars. So, you know, there's somebody that I know who would like literally eat peas for lunch for like five days in a row. And then on the weekend, they would blow $300 on, on whatever they wanted. And it was like, well, you know, you can't save $3 a day on not having a, a lunch, a tradition, just like a sandwich, right? You're eating peas for lunch. You're saving up 15 bucks during the week. And then you're going out and blowing $300 on just clothes and other things that you wanted to use for shopping, right? So just, I think being aware of where money is going can be really useful whenever you're not really sure, if you're not really sure where your money is going, there might be just one or two areas that you could change in your financial plan, your, your spending plan that could end up making huge differences in your ability to save. That's a huge killer. I think most of you who are listening want to build up enough wealth that they can, you know, you can have the freedom to not work at some point and also at the same time have a comfortable lifestyle. 
And, and these things that we've mentioned, like the few different reasons of when it comes to saving, you know, if, if you are in these circumstances, you know, it's, it's okay for you to, you know, to continue on doing what you're doing. Uh, of course, if you understand why, but if, you know, if you want to work to a point where you continue to have to keep working forever, and it's like, maybe you don't get to the part where you can support that lifestyle when you want to stop working, or if you're willing to sacrifice a lot when you do stop working to have less money, you know, you can continue on that path to be able to just you know, let it keep happening, let it keep happening. And maybe things will change. I know uh, there's so many different things out there, what they call insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. However, that's what a lot of people have known to commonly think of it. So if you want to establish a plan to save, start with prioritizing and creating some boundaries as a savings plan, having a budget. Most of you listening might have something in place. Quickly, a budget being I'm only going to spend X amount of dollars versus the savings plan. I'm the one controlling my money. And most see it when they go about their everyday lives is I make money. I have expenses I pay for. Maybe I make a contribution to a 401k or some kind of a retirement account at my work. If I work for myself, maybe I don't have something. So it makes it a little bit more challenging. And then whatever's left over, that is my savings. Well, if I have anything left over, which some people run into the circumstance where this like every dollar is taken every single month. The best mindset is seeing your savings as an expense. Some people, whatever we mentioned to them, they're like, oh yeah, that's right where I pay myself first. It's exactly it. How are you doing that for yourself? To be very successful, you want to start seeing your, your income more as a, I'm making money, I'm saving, and then whatever's left over, then that goes to my expenses, which is, you know, my, my discretionary versus my non-discretionary stuff, the things that are fixed where I have to pay them every month. And you build your life around that. If savings is never made a priority, then how do you really know what the results are going to be in the future? And that comes right. to- Right. So if, if, if savings is at the end, right? If I do income minus my expenses equals to whatever I'm going to save, you're saying it's probably never going to happen. Yeah, Absolutely. Because the priority is on expenses at that point. But if you do income minus my savings equals to my expenses, then I'm going to live to the lifestyle that I give myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll be able to create more of those boundaries or some training wheels for your bike, giving yourself a little bit more structure. So when it comes to how much you should be saving, there are so many opinions out there. YouTube, Google, just the amount of information, just type in, if you just research a little bit of how much should you be saving, it's going to very widely depend on who you're talking to. Should it be 5%? Should it be 10% of your savings? 50%? It's the range out there is so wide. Now, most financial entertainers land somewhere around that 10 to 20%. Most people land somewhere within that 10 to 20%. But the number that you should be saving all depends on what income you want whenever you do get to the time that you want to stop working. If you want to become financially independent sooner, then obviously you have to save more of your income. The more income you save, the less you have to rely on investment returns. So if I put more money away, I don't necessarily have to invest it aggressively than the person next door to me who's saving half as much. I mean, they have to get, they have to get a rate of return in order to get to the same place that I am right. if I'm saving twice the amount of money that they're saving. Just for hypothetical purposes, I know that a lot of people stay away from math. They don't like math. For those of you who are really into math and really into the numbers and want to know more about just how these things work out, let's say for hypothetical purposes, most people live on about 30% of their income and they save somewhere around 5% of their income. 
what do you think the odds are that by them saving the 5% that they're going to be able to continue the lifestyle that they live whenever they do stop working? We see that in most scenarios, saving 20% of someone's gross income is going to put them in a much better position for retirement or even becoming financially independent over the long run. The more savings, the more control, the less reliance on the stock market, the bond market, or whatever you invest in, and the better you will be at navigating the unexpected because cash at the end of the day is what is saves all of us. That's what allows us to pay bills. We are going to oversimplify things today just for the sake of this podcast so that none of you, and obviously because none of you can see any of the illustrations that we show people, but let's start with if you wanted to stop working tomorrow, how much in savings would you need? So typically this amount will be somewhere around 10 to 15 times the annual income that you make. So if you're making $100,000 right now, that means you should have between a million dollars to $1.5 million today in order to become financially independent. As your income increases in the future, which typically when your income increases, then your lifestyle increases as well, then that amount that, you're, that you should have saved is going to also increase because it's always based on a multiple of your income. So in our next episode, we are gonna talk about the most common retirement accounts everyone has and how you might be using them incorrectly. Those of you who feel like you're struggling with your savings and wanna gain control of your spending, maybe you have a plan that you've been doing or maybe you've been doing something to get more control over how you're spending your money. We actually created a cash flow tracker that can give you the parameters on how much money is possible for you to save. And this can be yours right now. If you visit tracker.com, flvetadvisors.com, which is flvetadvisors.com. This link is also available in the description if you want to go get it. You'll get instant access to it, and we have a tutorial on how you can use this tracker to implement into your plan. This is CJ Burnett. And this is Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. 2022-140766 expires July 2024.